Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Coach Elliott, you better listen to Michael right now, man. You done started something this week. You done, you done, you done, <laughs> you done announced Tony Musket starting that quarterback, huh? Huh? So you wanna be starting something? You got to be starting something. So you wanna be starting something? You got to be starting something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too low to get under. You're stuck in the middle. Hey, coach. <laughs> what up, man? It's the Ball Hawk Show, man. Appreciate y'all rocking with me. Hey, look, we're gonna get into it this episode. We're gonna discuss what's going here, going on here in Charlottesville. You from Chestnut Hill? We're gonna discuss what's going on with your team as we preview UVA versus Boston College. So, without further ado, let's kick off the intro. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. That's all you get. Now let's get right into the meat and potatoes because it's the preview, and we don't like the preview too long because we want to get you ready for the game quick, fast, in a hurry. Before we get started, salute to everybody that's tuned in. Okay? That's first. Second of all, salute to the sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Able. And whatever platform you listen to this podcast on, make sure you follow, subscribe, leave a review. Helps with the algorithms. The algorithms been in our favor this past month. The numbers, the, the numbers is checking out. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Believe Network for collabing with your boy, you know. And we're going to get right to it. If you are a Boston College fan, I appreciate you for taking time out today to listen to this podcast preview. I'm a a guy that previews teams in a respectable fashion. I ain't out here saying you ain't good. We should beat y'all by 30. None of that. From my point of view, I break down your team and I say, hey, this, this player's good. This is what they do good. This is what may, they may struggle in. All that type stuff. Ain't no slander here. Ain't no disrespect. It's real football talk. And we two minutes in, and I'm still blabbing. Let's get to the football talk. Boston College, they 1-3, 0-2 in the ACC. That's better than the Cavaliers who are 0-4, 0-4. I'm country, so I say 0-4. But 0-4 and 0-1 and and in the ACC. Now, both of these ball clubs were trash can juice last year. And they got one win, and the Cavaliers don't. They were kind of mirroring each other the first game because both teams had a different guy starting at quarterback. Boston College had more heads starting at quarterback. I think he was like 3 of 10 in the first game. And I don't know if he got hurt or he just got pulled. I think he got nicked up, but I think he was just ineffective before Castellonis came in, and he ain't gave the job back. Yeah, Moorhead was 4 of 10 for 30 yards. And then Thomas Castellonis came in. He was 13 to 28, 138, two touchdowns, one interception, but he also has 74 yards rushing. I mean, well, 67 yards rushing and a touchdown. So then you go into the next game versus Holy Cross with Castellonis starting. Very efficient, 17 to 23, 201, two touchdowns. Also had 
69 yards on the ground. Then you go to the Florida State game where he had a coming out party. 20 or 33, 305, one touchdown, one interception. Also 95 yards rushing. He really had 121, but he got sacked. And that, you know, sacked twice. So that was minus 26 yards. But, I mean, how can you take the position back from that? Then this past game versus Louisville, which they lost 56-20. This is the only game they lost clear. The other games, Northern Illinois, they lost by three. I think that was overtime. Holy Cross, they won by three. Florida State, they won, they lost by two. You know, Florida State top five. And they ranked in the top five, right, at least in top ten. And then, you know, Louisville just beat the brakes off on which was surprising. But I think they made a good push in the second half versus Louisville. But just talking about how the quarterback position is similar, you got um, Calandria here at UVA came in in the fourth quarter once Musket got knocked out. Musket had like 90 yards passing. Um, he got sacked a lot. Uh, when he had time to throw the football, he was accurate and efficient. Um, Calandria came in that game, you know, one or three. I remember he almost threw an interception his very first pass. The guy just dropped it. Uh, but then he came in versus JMU, and he, he, he lit him up. He came alive at the end of the second quarter. In the third quarter, he made a movie. And then, you know, he threw a pick. And then, you know, the wheels fell off because of the, of the break. Went into Maryland, put on the show early again. Last drive, the first drive of the fourth quarter, threw an um, a interception. And then after that, the wheels fell off. It was three additional possessions with turnovers. Last week, psh, boy, was a star versus NC State. Had one mistake, threw, a, threw an interception, but that's going to take place with a, a, a true first-year quarterback. So you take the good and the bad. Because I know a lot of folks are probably on social media, and I haven't looked yet. But I know they like, you know, once you once I told you that they were in a similar situation, y'all probably like, well, you know, Calandra's been playing at a high level. Why did we give the job back to Musket? So Coach Elliott basically said that you can't lose your job to an injury. And another difference, in my opinion, this just is my opinion, is that it wasn't it wasn't like Musket wasn't effective. I feel like their former starting quarterback in their eyes was not effective. And then this kid has been taking care of the football. That's the only difference in me. The turnovers are alarming. Like if we, if we beat NC state, I don't know if I would be inclined to think that this change doesn't take place. I could be wrong though, because if he if he if Coach Elliott stand true to his word, it didn't matter how many games we won, he was going to put Tony back in. And I know when he um when you when you listen to the context of Coach saying, you know Tony's our guy. He played forty like forty five snaps versus Tennessee. Uh, we see what Calandry could do, but we still we are we are still on four because a lot of people equate win loss records and they attach them to the quarterback. So if you are a guy that plays the quarterback position and you have more turnovers than scores and your team is on four. A lot I mean in the past, oh, what is gonna hurt? We on four. And I see a lot of people kind of moving the goalposts in a sense, because a lot of people are saying we on four, the season is lost already. It's like, wait a minute. We just in game two of the second quarter of the season. 
Now, I'm not saying that we're going to go on a winning streak, but it's like, whoa, when do we start giving up after four games? When do you stop trying to win after four games? And some people can say, well, you ain't trying to win if you put Tony back in. Don't forget, Tony beat out Calandria fair and square. The one thing Tony can do well that Calandria struggles with is the one thing that probably could have put us over the top for those games. That's hit the deep ball outside the numbers. Now, I don't want to say this because this might let fans from Boston College tell the coaches from Boston College, but Tony can run as well. He's not a willing runner. He ain't, he ain't got do, he ain't got the, the dun the duns like Calandra though. He ain't putting people on skates. He ain't hitting you with the boop boop like he did uh, Peyton for for NC State. But Tony can run. Like Tony, like I hate doing this because people lose the context of what you use it. If you lined up Tony Muskie versus like BA or Calandria and say run straight ahead in the foot race, Tony would probably win. But I ain't saying he a better runner than both of them guys. I don't think he runs the ball better than Brendan Armstrong. I think he runs the better the ball better than Andy Calandria. I don't think because I didn't. I don't. I ain't even. Th- I ain't even know Calandria could run as well because they don't get. They can't get touched. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. But hey, you welcome to have your thoughts. But come on, man. We gotta stop saying we owing for the season loss. Like, good gosh. Y'all know I don't believe that. Cause the same the same like I don't believe that. I always feel like I could come back. I'm sorry. I don't just be just chalking it up and saying, oh, let's build for the future. We, we played four out of twelve games. That's it. <laughs> I don't, I can't do that. But Boston College, man, I think you guys are a very good football team. Like I talked about, um, y'all went down early versus Louisville. Y'all it was down y'all were down twenty eight zero in the first half. Um, I think no. At the break, it was forty-two fourteen. Yeah, it was forty-two fourteen at the break. But you guys kept fighting. You look like I said. You looked a whole lot better in the second half. And um, I think Louisville just kind of caught you guys sleepwalking because you coming off the Florida State game on a high. It was a very good positive. Like you competed against a top ten team, took them to the wire. Your quarterback put everybody on notice that he's dynamic, he's explosive. And um, I like that young man. Like he's like a punt returner back there. He got you could tell he got mitts for hands because when he run with the football, um when, like when he gets flushed out the pocket and he's running with the ball palmed in his hand, he doesn't have to like pat it first to reset it. Like he just can throw it. And he has a rocket. Like he has a strong arm. He's five ten, so a lot of, you know, we got to be very educated in the way that we rush him. You can't be afraid to rush him. You just got to trap the mouse. You can't be out here just trying to play zone defense versus a, a mobile quarterback because it's hard to cover back there. Like, you know, it's a, two, it's a two-headed thing, right? So as a DB, throw your clock away. Because if we rush him and you play a man, you're going to have to just cover. You can't assume the play is over because that joker is slippery when wet. And if he tuck it, if he get to the second level, we ain't got nobody that can catch him. He could run. I'm like, I've been impressed with him. Like, he he makes me nervous. He makes me nervous. Um, he has 909 yards passing through four games, the third most by a BC quarterback since 1981. 
He is one of two BC quarterbacks in that time span with 900 plus yards passing, eight or more touchdown passing in his first four games. And he has 280 yards rushing, and that leads the team 42 away from cracking the top five by a BC quarterback in the season. And he did that in four games. Their offense is more improved this year. Last year, they averaged like 310 a game. This year, they're averaging 401 a game. They passed 400 yards of total offense in each of the last three games, equaling last year's total. And then the run game went from 63 yards to 159.9 yards per game this year. So they got it. They they get they get they get score in chunks. I like how they run mesh uh, mesh concepts. They always have they always have a receiver going across his vision, and then on the outside is usually something quick that he could get the ball out. And then they got they got they basically attack you on three levels consistently. Whatever they're running as far as the pass game, somebody's it's it's, it's three levels that he can see in the same peripheral. It doesn't like he has to go from right to left. They're bringing everything to one vision to where he could just keep his head on one accord and just look, they there. Boom, boom, boom. Now, the thing is this, though. When you rush them and you bring those backers, if you're a defensive lineman, you can't get home. You got a mirror. You got to get ready to put your hands up. And he's, he has a tendency to drift to his right, to a strong side. Anytime he usually flush out the pocket, he's more comfortable getting out of the tackle box, going to the right. Now, if you force him to the left, he's going to look to climb a little bit, look to, you know, attack the uh, press the line of scrimmage from the C gap and then start to drift to the left. But if you fl- if you come from his backside, he's going to try to get out the tackle box and go like bow back and he's going to keep his eyes up the field. They got offensive weapons. Uh, one of their receivers is like um, ninth right now as far as career active receiving leaders and that's Ryan O'Keefe um, he transferred from UCF he has 204 career receptions for 2,216 yards um, their back Pat Car- uh, Garward he's running for 1,000 yards in the season before at Boston College they got a former UVA lineman Logan Taylor who started four games here last year as their starting left tackle um so they solid. They they definitely solid. They got playmakers. Uh, Jaden Williams is a playmaker. He'll catch stuff deep. I talked about O'Keefe, number four, number two. Uh, Joseph Griffin, he can be explosive, a big kid, 6'3", 199. So they have weapons on offense. The thing that's hurt Boston College is their defense has been similar to our defense as far as they give up what they give up chunk plays. And they seem to have bad eye discipline. Play action passes seem to be their Achilles heel. But you have to be able to run the football for play action to work. But it still seems like even if play action is not working, they're just naturally aggressive on defense. They play man-to-man on the backside. They travel. They follow you on your motion. Sometimes they'll bump, but if they bump, that's an indicator that they're playing. They may be playing some type of combo zone. So, you know, you would hope Coach Kitchens could scheme them up as far as running trips. That trips triangle bunch because they won't pass things off. They'll stay locked in. I seen them versus Florida State where they stayed locked. It was it was triangle trips, and usually you'll have a guy um, jamming the point, 
and then the two off guys, a bingo, a, a banjo, in and out, me and you. But they're just lock on to their guys. So you you can run like some natural um, pick plays, some um, wheel routes, out and ups, daggers, you know, two ends if they do try to combo. So it'll be interesting to see how we attack them defensively because I feel like up front, they, they, they get after it up front. Their right end was the preseason all ACC. Number six, Donovan Easy. Oh, no, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm going to call him a Donovan Easy, number six. He's a preseason all ACC. Um, their best defensive back is Elijah Jones. He also has started the most games. He's number one. He'll travel a little bit. Like, if you have two or three receivers on one side, sometimes it appears that he will line up in front of who they deem is the threat in that formation. It's been times where he's gone and been the nickel when it's trips. It's been times where he stayed outside versus trips, and both times it, it could be man. It seems like he's trying to figure out who's the top receiver on his side, in a sense, if, the, if that makes sense to you. So it may be times he might be matched up in front of Malik Washington in the slot. He's made some plays, and he's given up plays. He has a tendency to – He's pacing at the line of scrimmage, but he has a tendency of reaching and grabbing versus shuffling first. And um, and then he he's trying to guess when he's running in your hip. So if Malik or if Malachi or if, uh, Gibson or if Harrison, if you give him something at the top of your route, you could give him the lean and not not just come out in his break, you know, full speed. So, uh, But they, they're definitely going to come out to the Cavaliers. Especially if they see Musket at quarterback, because they they don't know if he's mobile or not. They want to see how healthy he is. So if eleven, if eleven, which is Tony Musket's number, if you a Boston College fan, if a number eleven is starting, I can see those guys pressuring, quick, fast, in a hurry. Ironically, a fun stat: both teams. What did I do in my notebook? I got a fun stat written down here. So both teams actually have more rushing attempts than passing attempts. They have 145 rush attempts to 136 pass attempts. And UVA has more rushes, more rushing attempts than pass attempts as well. That's ironic. Neither team does well versus stopping a run. UVA gives up 178 yards on the ground per game and Boston College gives up 189 yards per game but UVA averages just 79 yards rushing as a rush offense and Boston College averages 159 so advantage Boston College just keeping it real pass defense we give up 248 they give up 228 we pass for 254, they pass for 242. That's like a wash. It's like a wash in a sense. Some people say you're only good as your last game. If you're going off last games, UVA should beat Boston College. It'll be a close game. I know they're a three-point underdog, but if you go off the like both teams' last game alone, UVA should win. 
Now, if you go off the game before, when they played a top team, which is Florida State, and Maryland's a team that's respected, um, they took note of, they took Florida State to the wire. If that team shows up, now here's the thing. If that team that showed up versus Florida State plays the team that showed up versus <clears throat> NC State, because I feel like defensively you play very well, even offensively, I feel like Boston College will win. Because that joker number one that played quarterback for them, Castellones, he different. If he in that bag he was versus Florida State, and you know they keep speed on their D-line, and they secondary a little better than ours. So if he hitting on all cylinders like he was versus Florida State, and he won't hit on all cylinders like that early versus Louisville, he got going in the second half. And, you know, that that's a scary sight. I'm just being honest with you guys. But they're going to play man-to-man. They're going to challenge us. Um, if they play some zone, it'll be just quarters. Not quarters, but it'll be thirds. They've been they've been they've been they appear to just play cover three. I haven't seen them play a lot of cover two, but they want to play man to man. I mean they got I I heard that their their DC and a DB coach. He's a good he's a good coach. He had an academy. I think he actually trains like NFL DBs and stuff. So technique wise, you know they're being taught well, but it's all about can the player execute the techniques. So, yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much all I got. It's gonna be a fun game. I mean, total defense, we give a four eighteen, they give a four seventeen. We one oh nine in the country, they one oh eight in the country in total defense. Scoring defense, we one twenty four. Like this, let you know how. Like so, scoring defense. Check out this stat. If this is correct, and I take it that it's correct on their end. I'm looking at FBS rankings from their uh, media notes. We're giving up 37.8 points a game, which is 124 in the FBS. They give up 35.5, and that's 18th. That lets you know two points make a difference. (laughs) Two points makes a difference. Hmm. Our passing offense is 51st in the FBS. Their passing offense is 61st. Our passing defense is 88th. Their passing defense is 68th. But this is a game that the Cavaliers can get, but it's going to be tough. It's not easy to win down there at Chestnut. It's not easy. Big Bad Florida State was just down there, and shoot. I mean, they could run the ball, man. Garwood could run. Pat Garwood could run. He could run. I mean, like I said, he ran for 1,000 yards in 2021. And he was named to the Dope Walker Award watch list as well. So he's very capable, man. They got some ball players over there. We on four. Like, we can't just think we're going to beat somebody. You got to earn it. You, we can't be the favorite. Like, we, oh, well, we ain't not ranked to be the winners over Boston because we on four. That's why. And what they did versus Florida State shows you that their ceiling is, is high. Let me tell y'all something, man. Let me just go ahead and stop beating around the bush and blabbering. That boy Castellona is good. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm nervous, man. 
Man, mind me of one eight the great a little bit. Mind me of biscuit a little bit. How he just launched them joints when he out there scrambling. He run like a little punt returner back there. They got the one. We got to book him, Dano. Get back there and lock him up. Can't let him out. You got to trap the mouse. And we run them games in the front where we twisting and stunting. Make sure you get you stay in your wrestlings and be educational. Very educated in the way you rush that mamma jamma. Put your hands where my eyes can see and bat the ball down if you can't get home. And I, I'm thinking we're going to run a lot more man because we're going to have to use a spy. That's that's why, you know, we was get, getting that NC State because they had to use a spy. Now, this squad just run man. Anyway, it don't matter who quarterback for us. They're going to run man. Now, here's the thing. If they run man versus UVA and musket strength is his deep ball accuracy, we're going to want to see you completing them. Make them pay, brother. Throw them open. Don't have them waiting for the ball. You know, if if they got them stacked, throw it out there so they could catch that thing and run for a touchdown. Because, you know, once we get in the red zone, we shaky at best. And another thing, I feel for Tony Musket, boy, because one, one mistake, the X app going to light him up. Put Calandria in that guy. What are you doing, Tony Elliott? You don't know what you're doing. How did you get this job? Y'all do know the dude that y'all mad that's not starting. Tony Elliott. And the coaches staff saw that kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cam Robinson. That's a, you know, Tony Elliott. When and got that kid. Malik Washington. Tony Elliott. And the staff when and got that young man. Like, as much as folks... Be saying he don't know what he's doing. We got kind of like the cover won't bear in, in certain places, and then it became even more bare after the season. But I get it, man. Tired of losing. Can't lose this game. Got to win it. Got to find a way to win. Got to uh, have more discipline late in games. And, and, and here's the thing. If you look, don't have no illegal procedures. Self-inflicted wounds got to cease. You're not good enough to have self-inflicted wounds. They got to stop. All right? Ty, looks like you starting. Everybody don't want Ty Furness to start. I don't mind if you start. I was surprised. You know, I told you, if I was the coach, you'd be sitting the series at least for that head, but, but they got you up here as a starter, and they might, you know, I ain't trying to wish that on you. But you know, you know, you know the microscope on you, my guy. You know the microscope on you. I will say this, tight ends, should you, you, you could be the X factor. The film that I watched, I saw Florida State tight end get deep. I saw Northern Illinois tight end get deep on play action. Out of um, 12 personnel, you guys could be an X factor. X factor. I will say they, they attack when you're running the ball, though. So we can't be lollygagging just trying to play complimentary football and, and oh, we done threw the ball 10 times. We only ran the ball three times. Let's run the ball. No. You better go with the flow of this game, Jack, because you're on the road. Coach Kitch, 
when you, when you come out and your scripted plays, you script with the best of them. But can you improvise? Once you went, went, once once you off script, you got to get better at off script. The fans, the fans giving you script now, bro. They you you know what I'm saying? First they said you were just trash can juice. Now they saying when Dez has it scripted, he's good. But after that, after that they saying you, you trash can juice. So you got to show them. Well, I will say this: when your back against the wall, you good. Because last week you showed that last drive that was that was masterful. How how you drew those plays up? That was masterful. It was. I ain't gonna lie. But I'm like I'm like Harlem Knights. I'm like Arsenio Hall when they was trying to get quick with the Tommy guns and Buddy had the revolver. Don't don't be out here when we got these Tommy guns, bringing out a revolver, just handing the ball and going up the a, a gaps. Don't do that. Throw that revolver away. Okay, we looking for quick. That revolver can't find quick. These these Tommy guns can find quick. Okay, go look at Harlem Nights. You gonna see the scene I'm talking about when Quick went looking for Tommy. And ironically, his name was Tommy in the movie. And that was Tommy from Martin. He was in he he his, his throat had got slashed in the chair, and then Quick was coming down, and suddenly Hall was like, "Hey man, what is that Quick call? Why he?" Why he coming out your brother's place? He was like, I don't know. Let's go check. And then Arsenio Hall went up there with his goons. And Tommy, you know, had his throat slashed. He thought Eddie Murphy, who was quick, that he did it. They tracked quick down. They tried to shoot him. They were shooting up the Tommy guns, shooting up the flower shop. And they were shooting the Tommy guns. And then quick would shoot back. And then they would shoot the Tommy gun. But every time they would stop shooting the Tommy gun, a dude would bring out a revolver. It would go pow, pow. So it would be like, then. And Arsenio Hall is crying. He go, ha, 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 ha. stop shooting that little gun. <laughs> so, all right, man. That's a movie reference for y'all. All right, man. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Um, nothing jumped out at me as far as the depth chart for the Cavaliers. Um, sh- sh- shout out to Dakota Twitty, who's on the um, the depth chart. And he's been getting burned the past. He's been getting burned since the JMU game, actually. Um, but I want to see him. Get a catch. Uh, anybody else that's different? Because even though Calandria was starting, Musket was always listed as a starter on the depth chart. Um, we do see that Cam Butler is out. We got Bryce Carter starting at DN, Jameer, and then Fumui, and then Chico as the bandit. Ahern is back. He's on the depth chart as a starter, but they have an or. So, I thought Cam Robinson did a very good job, and I said it'll be tough for Ahern, you know, to really get his foot in back because them boys look dynamic in there. They look dynamic. Coin King is starting. You got an or with Malcolm Green or Dre Walker. I thought Dre played very well. Tavon is a spur. Jonas is a free safety, and Harrod is a strong safety again. No Lex Long, just... Man, we miss Lex back there, bro. But they played better in the secondary, in my opinion. But Jonas, if y'all playing that that invert, man, you got to hold the slot a little longer, man. Just don't go right to the flat. Let, you know, play games. You know, and be savvy. Reroute them by just your 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 alignment and just your path. You don't got to touch them, but slow slow that release down a little bit. If we play an invert and it's two receiver side, all right. But that's all I got, man. Appreciate everybody for tapping in. It's your first time. Make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast, uh, courtesy of Believe Network, and then it streams on 
Apple iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon, all the major platforms, the Ball Hawk Show podcast is available. I got to get my YouTube videos back up. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to build that back up. As you know, a couple years ago, it got zapped because, you know, trolling fans. That's why I don't troll no more. And, um, yeah, but make sure y'all be on the lookout for the YouTube and the videos because I'm trying to do a recap where I could show you the plays and walk you through what took place. If I could show you the film. Because when you listen to my recaps, y'all notice I tried to paint the picture of what's taking place because I'm actually watching the coaches' film in a sense because of the end zone copies and things like that. And um, I want to see a way if I could, even if I got to use a TV copy, I could still. But, you know, so many copyright stuff. That's why I don't do the damn videos, man. Everybody want to zap you. Oh, you monetizing? Give me some of that money. So that's it, man. I'm Ram. That's 30 minutes. That's enough for a preview. Um, so my keys to the game is the Wahoos have to be very efficient, whether they are passing the ball, running the football defensively. Um, all about containing, containing Castellones, not allowing him to be dynamic, keep him in the pocket. Uh, guys in the secondary, keep everything in front of you. Make sure you tackle. If you have a chance to make a play, make the play. We have to win the turnover battle. You have to. Tony Musket, play your game. Take what the defense gives you. You get one-on-one matchups. You got to make the throw receivers. You got to finish and catch. Oh, and more importantly, if you have a lead versus Boston College, don't relax because they're a fourth-quarter team. They've outscored all their points. Like, I'm going to show you a stack because we trash can juice in the fourth quarter. We finally won a fourth-quarter last game. Uh, they have outscored their opponents 41-14 in the fourth quarter. Boston College has. Um, second and third quarters when they've been shaky, they've been outscored 63 to 34 in the second and 42 to 20 in the third. In the first quarter, they've only been outscored three points. So if you up on Boston College, just don't think you got the game one going to the fourth quarter because they've been showing a lot of fight. And that quarterback they got is not going to quit. So that's the show, man. Good as the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.